Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? I feel good today. This is the Early Wedge, your weekly Sports betting golf brand of record. That's right. We're here every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. But this is a special week. In fact, it's a special three weeks because we have arrived. The top 70 of the FedEx Cup point standings have made it to Memphis, Tennessee. All four days are expected to be in the 90s. It's going to be hot, 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 hot. We have a lot to unpack. Here are what the odds look like. As we head into the week, Scotty Scheffler, despite maybe a little bit of regression, is still your betting favorite at plus 600. Then you got John Rahm at plus 850. Same for Rory McIlroy. All three of those players, if you look at it, had really, really good years. John Rahm, I would argue, had the best years. We got a lot to unpack. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know him. You love him. My man, the counselor of Cassie and Najad. And, of course, amateur status on the Twitter. Sorry. On the X, Patrick. Jim, good afternoon. How fired up, Patrick? Let's start with you. Are you that now we have arrived at the final three weeks of the season? Now we have arrived, Coach. And, I mean, look, this playoffs is much different than the last all of them. You think only top 70 get in. We saw last week Justin Thomas come up short. Ben Griffin's bubble boy this week. Lucas Glover makes a huge move outside the 110. Now he's inside the top 50. He's on the inside track for the BMW Championship. Huge implications there. So there's a lot going on. And I didn't even touch on the big names at the top, like you said. And we're going to get into that storylines in a second. But see, I come to you and say good afternoon. This will be the first time in the history of the FedEx Cup playoffs that for the first event, we do not have a cut. Yeah, very interesting. By the way, playoffs, somebody had to do it. Okay, we got that out of the way finally. Um, you know, it's interesting because last week uh, for this segment, I said a non-household name I thought was going to win this the last week's tournament at the Wyndham. And it turned out it was a non-household name in, uh, in the winner there. And I think this week we've got the three big guys at the top, but I really think it's that next tier. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, let me stop you right there. I'm hmm. just saying hello. I'm just saying I'm not into storylines yet because I still have a third person to say hello to. I was just saying hello and just kind of setting the stage for you. That's all. Oh, in that That's case, all. Coach, in that case, hello there. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Nice to now, see you both. We'll get back to see his amazing storyline in a second. <laughs> Thank you. But the last member of our crew, just because he's not on the screen, does not mean he is not with us. Look into the chat. The great Steve Scott, who is on assignment this week, he's on a layover. And look what happens. He not only just sits on the layover, he tunes in. 
Any questions for Steve Scott, put them into the chat. He will answer them in real time. S squared, thank you very much for taking the time to be a part of the show as always. Now he'll be back next week and the tour championship week like right here. I can't even talk today. Right here live on the show. All right. Now let's get into storylines that could affect the betting lines this week. <laughs> Patrick, I'm coming there back to go. you. <laughs> let's start talking about the big boys. Cause we showed the odds. The odds are where they're supposed to be, but what do you make of Rory and the Roms and the Schefflers of the world? They've had a couple of weeks off. They're back this week. We came into this year with a clear top three in the world of golf with John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy. And eight months later, we still have the top three in the world with John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy. Yes, a ton has happened over those eight months, but they come into the playoffs one, two, and three in the FedEx Cup points race with world number three, John Rahm, leading the way. He hasn't won since that Masters victory, but in his most recent start, he has that runner-up at the Open Championship. Nearly caught Brian Harmon, gave him a little scare there Sunday at the Open, and he is searching for his first FedEx Cup title. You think about all the accolades he has garnered. Uh, He wasn't able to get it done in 2021 when he had that great sprint to the finish, but Patrick Cantlay uh, just had a little bit too much. Rory McIlroy looks for his fourth FedEx Cup uh, title as well, He'd be the first to go back-to-back. Scotty Scheffler, after choking, it was a choke down the stretch last year, tries to get back in a little nugget that Skyhook uh, just tweeted out. Scotty Scheffler, around 7-1 to this week. You can get him around 5-1 to to win the FedEx Cup if you're that confident in him. The world number one, the tee to green metrics. He's trying out new putters this week. If you like Scotty Scheffler this week, uh, I don't mind a sprinkle on that 5-1 to number as well. Very, very interesting. So the big boys coming right out of the chute. But see, let me come over to you because I, w- I don't want to call the guys that are right below that tier uh, the non-star players because they're stars, but maybe they're a little bit quieter or they've had a quieter year. Who are you looking at? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I want to look at Pat. Uh, I want to look at Patrick real quick because he did have Russell Henley first round leader last week. So, uh, props to you, Patrick. We had a little thing going on on Twitter with Steve Scott in the chat because he thought his boy Adam Scott was going to be the first round leader, and prior to that, I thought Stephen Yeager was going to be the first round leader because he was six under like nine through, and then back to back double bogeys. So we all had sort of our our hands in it, thinking we were going to be first round leader. But Patrick, good job uh, with Henley. Yeah. So listen, here's the thing. We've got these top three guys, and they are the top three guys, but there are so many guys right below them, these second or even third-tier players, where they, none of them have – a lot of them have not gotten their signature win. I mean, Morikawa comes to mind. Terrell Hatton comes to mind. Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, there's a lot of names that just have had, like, not terrible seasons, but relatively quiet seasons. Obviously, Hatton has been a little bit more exciting than Morikawa's, for example. But I think that second tier, I think from an odd standpoint, those guys are live. So I'm really interested to see which one of those guys, if not, maybe there's more than one, emerges, you know, in terms of contention down the stretch on Sunday. By the way, in the chat, as you were talking, Sia, Steve Scott just pulled an EC. He says, I almost had it last Mm. week. Almost EC is not cashing that ticket. Now, My storyline is going to focus on the release of the 2024 PGA Tour schedule yesterday. And you might be wondering at home, why does what does this have to do anything with the sports betting for this week? I'm going to tell you why. Here is the schedule. There are eight signature events. Some are the same as this year, but some have changed. Mainly the one I looked at is AT&T at Pebble Beach. Most players during February is cold there. 
they don't like to go play there. But now it's elevated. 700 FedEx Cup points. The purse is elevated for all eight of these. Now, the Genesis, the Memorial, and the API, those will be the only three with a 36-hole cut. I think I have that right. Or without, I'll get that right. But, Patrick, let me come to you first, because the top 50 is very, very important. Because when you look at kind of the ins and outs, and there's a lot to unpack here, but the top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings after this week, basically they qualify for everything outside of what the Tour Championship provides. So as you looked at this, and I know you're going to write a bunch of articles on this, what did you make of the new schedule and also some of the qualifying? I thought there were plenty of pathways for players to play themselves into these eight signature events. And the field size for these signature events are going to be around 70 to 80 players. So it's not the one 156 we see typically on the PGA Tour. And like you said, these qualifiers, you can finish inside the top 50 in this year's FedEx Cup. You can be a top 30 player in the world the week leading into it. There are also four sponsors exemptions, <clears throat> Justin Thomas. And then you have two other ones. You got the next 10 which is going to be the top 10 in that year's FedEx Cup, not otherwise exempt, they get into it. Uh, for the first two, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro and the Genesis Invitational, that will be the top 10 from the FedEx Cup fall. So this upcoming fall swing mm -hmm. where players 51 and over, they will keep accumulating points towards uh, top 125 status. So the top 10 from there will get into the first two. And then you have the swing five, which is, let's take, for example, the stretch between the Wells Fargo Championship and the memorial there on the screen, whoever gets the most amount of points in between those two tournaments, the top five FedEx Cup points getters, they will get into the memorial and the Travelers Championship for those signature events. So plenty of ways to uh, get yourself into these events. They're going to reward the hot hand, a lot of trending players who could really make their season, their careers with some of these signature events. And I, I think they've done a great job uh, with the schedule. Now, I think you've done a great job of – detailing that there's a lot to unpack there now you've never needed at home the early wedge more than you're going to need us in 2024 but here's the deal what patrick just said basically players that are that are hot so in between the century and the pebble beach you got three events the top five cumulative in those three so it's going to cost players to play more add their results together and the hottest players will make it into those signature events. So you may not qualify for Pebble Beach, but you could just qualify for the API or not the API and qualify for the RBC. So as you trend along throughout the season, it could change for you if you're not one of the top 30 or the top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings. Again, that's a lot of information but it absolutely affects how players will play this week. You're going to see a guy that's probably going to take more chances. Yes, they want to make it to the BMW Championship, but now they've got all of this that we just described to you to play for, if that all makes sense. All right? Now, <clears throat> you come here to cash tickets, and last week we absolutely destroyed it all over the place. I hit two plus 300 finishing positions, a couple of head-to-head. See, you did two. Patrick, it, we all killed it. But now... We got to really take it hashtag next level because there are only 70 players. And you got to understand the numbers are going to be a little bit skewed this week, not just in the betting market, guys, but in DFS as well. And that's where we start. So, see, I'm going to start with you. I need three that I can play this week. And as always, I need one player to fade. Yeah, so one thing you definitely want to keep in mind is that there's no cut. Right. So you get your players for four rounds, no matter what. Now, that doesn't mean you should necessarily like have like two top like 
the top two guys and then just like live in the 6K range. But it does mean you you need to focus on scoring specifically. And, and obviously your lineup constructions can be a little different because you don't have to worry about players missing the cut. I just want everybody to understand that when they're building their lineups, you're getting your guys for four rounds. Colin Morikawa is a guy I want for four rounds. Somebody in the chat mentioned he's a great course fit. I think he's a great course fit. I love the form coming in, especially with the putter, which was a problem earlier in the season. He's gained with the putter in five out of, out of his last six. Likely going to keep it in the fairway and be dialed in on approach. So I noticed his ownership, preliminary ownership, it's not super high, which surprises me. So I'm happy to take Colin Morikawa at 9,000. Sam Burns, his ownership is going to be high because he is that exact guy. Oh, yeah, he might spray it a little bit off the tee, but he's got good history here. So that speaks volumes to me. But more importantly, Dialed in on approach, dialed in with the putter, dialed in with the scoring metrics. That's what you want, and Sam Burns has all of that. So from a DFS tournament standpoint, maybe you want to pivot off of him if he gets too popular, but he definitely is a player in my pool as of now. And then Cam Davis at 7,200. Talk about a guy that's really come back from, I don't want to say the dead, but he, his game was pretty much dead in the middle of the mm -hmm. season, at the beginning of the season. He has really bounced back. And a guy who can really score at 7,200, that's exactly what I'm looking for. The putter's in good shape. Ball striking's in good shape. 7,200, a very good price. And then finally, Xander Shoffley at 10,000. Uh, when you look at his history here, it's not very good. And when you actually dig a little deeper to see why it's not good, look at the metrics I don't know why, because he does seem like a good course fit, but the metrics are really bad for Xander Schauffele. So a guy at 10,000 with those metrics on this course and a guy that I don't really think can win with a, with a field like this, uh, I'm going to go ahead and fade him. I think he's an absolute fade for me this week to, as well. He just hasn't been responding at the top of the leaderboard the few times that he has been there. And I apologize. See, I got a little little distracted as you were so eloquently giving us your DFS picks because something was just written in the chat that I guarantee you has never been written before. Hmm. Big Cheesy says, EC's the man, Steve. It's an honor to be compared to him. Let that resonate for a second. Has it ever been said by a human being ever before? I say no. And I know somewhere EC is watching right now going, yeah, that's my man, Big Cheesy. Check is in the mail. All right, Patrick McDonald, what say you? So you look at my three plays this week. They're pretty much the same version of the exact same golfer, you got Russell Henley, $7,800. Last six months, he is 14th tee to green. Number one in terms of driving accuracy. There's a lot of trouble out here uh, at TPC Southwind. The rough is very penal, sticky Bermuda, tough to get it on the surface out of that. So I'm looking for fairway finders for the most part. I'm going to have a, a few wrinkles in there with my outrights and whatnot. But for DFS, I think all these guys have super high floors, you know, top 20 type floors and the potential to pop off and win. Russell Henley, he didn't get it done last week, but I love the way he's been playing this entire season. So I'm going to buy in at 7,800 again. Corey Connors. Literally, he's just like Russell Henley, but he's Canadian. So I, I like him at 7,600. 19th in strokes gain tee to green, 13th in terms of driving accuracy over that same time frame. And then you look at someone like Siwoo Kim. He's just like Russell Henley and Corey Connors, but he's a little more fiery, right? He, he's liable to break a club or two or four. So I love him. 7,400 eats up TPC courses. 22nd uh, in terms of tee to green metric. Fourth in terms of driving accuracy, we've seen him, his upside at uh, a tournament like the Memorial recently where he was in the final group with Rory McIlroy in the final pair. Uh, that that fateful Sunday that he finished top five. I, I like that type, type of upside for Sibu Kim. 
And I'm fading Victor Hovland at 10-2. I think of those in the 10K range, I agree with C and Coach. Xander wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not really feeling Xander this week. But outside of that, I think Victor at 10-2, just his floor. I think he has one of the lower floors of everyone in the 10K range. And it's all relative, right? He could easily finish 15th, 20th. But when you got Rom, Rory, and Scheffler there, it's kind of hard to look at Victor, in my opinion. I was unaware that being from Canada – makes it harder or easier to win than being from the United States. I didn't know that till just now. Next level. Next level. I'm, yeah, I mean, look it up. Can- Canadians in Memphis, I, <laughs> I haven't done the math. I haven't looked into it that deeply. I can't imagine they, they, they have a great history, but Corey Connors, if there ever was one, he's the guy. Yeah. And sometimes Canadians don't like super hot weather either because, you know, they're, they like to – do the the hockey and all the the cold weather stuff. But you mentioned a term. You said they have a chance to win. Well, apparently Douglas is honed in in the chat on a winner this week. And he says, my outright picks are Sepp Straka, Andrew Putnam, JT Poston, Denny McCarthy, Lee Hodges, Sahith. Le- Damn, Douglas, how many are you picking? <laughs> Yeah, see you. Go ahead. Well, uh, Douglas, a very uh, big supporter <laughs> of this show and, and uh, of all of us on Twitter. The one thing I'll say about Douglas, like he, he he has a lot of picks every week. So the one thing I will just caution Douglas and anybody else that does this, um, especially with like the top 40 plays and some of the parlays, like just, you know, try to call it down a little bit. I mean, those are obviously like all long shots. Listen, it's golf. Anything can happen. But um, you, you do want to have like a maybe a big pool of guys to bet on, and then you want to shrink it by the time you actually put money down. It's great advice, as always. I like some of those plays. Yeah, I know, right? I know you like some of those plays, too. I'm just saying. You're damn right. I just don't know, like, eight of them. (laughs) So, But great advice, as always, from the counselor. Now, before we get to, oh, ho, 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 our – sometimes they call it our bread and butter, our first-round leaders. we got to hear from one of our incredible partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't know how we do it, but every week we seem to have a name at the top of the leaderboard Thursday afternoon for a nice little 18-hole sweat. Steven Yeager, what happened to you last week? Six under, first nine. We were rolling Rolling. until we were not. Until we were not. All right, Patrick McDonald, I'm looking at my notes right now, and I see three players that are absolutely not scared to go low. Let's start with you. You know what happened to Steven Yeager? The rust bus came around, <laughs> threw him off course. Boom, I forty so. to one. I See, so. I I had to. You know, it's normally this is your this is your segment. I had to, you know, get get my name in there as well. And I see that we are simpatico on one, which is mm-hmm. good news for us. 
I like Colin Morikawa, 35 to one to kick things off. He was the first round leader at the players championship uh, earlier this season. And you think about this golf course, Sia just mentioned it pinpoint accuracy off the tee pinpoint accuracy into these greens. Uh, I love Colin Morikawa, especially with the way he's putting and that upside Tony Finau. We just saw him flash there at the three M open. He opened in a Jaeger like fashion with six birdies in his first seven or eight holes there at TPC twin cities. Wasn't able to get the job done, but I, I, I love Tony Finau every which way this week. And that will include round one. And then Sam Burns, he isn't really the prototype of player I'm looking for this week. But whenever you're in SEC country, I'm not sure if Tennessee still falls in that with conference realignment. It, we could, I mean, we could be out in California. It could be SEC country. <laughs> I don't know. I was off. I was off the internet that day. I don't know what the Big Ten and Big Twelve is anymore. So, but Sam Burns over the last two years, he has the most strokes gained at this course. He lost in a playoff there to Abraham Answer a couple years back. If he just has a you know average, slightly above average tee to green type day on Thursday. The putter is so good that it could potentially carry him to the first round lead. So I love him at 40 to one. What do you think the over under on? Well, it's really hard to get into these two schools. We're going to have from the announcers when Duke plays Stanford in a conference title game, potentially that makes no sense. Cal take it on North Carolina, hardcore rivalry right there. I can't figure it out. All right, Patrick. Well done. By the way, it, it, you're very, very funny today. Not that you aren't always, <laughs> but I feel like you're on fire today. If anybody yeah. else thinks Patrick is on fire today, just write on fire into the chat for me. If you think Patrick is extra entertaining today, I'd really appreciate that. By the way, hit the like button. I always have to tell you guys to do that. Hit that like button, take the chat down, then put it right back up. All right. I want to, coach, I want to know what Patrick's pregame meal was because, like, he is definitely, first of all, right? last week he shamed me by having better hair than me. And then he hits the first round leader <laughs> instead of me, takes out my guy effectively because of the rust bus. And now he's funnier than me. Like, this is not working out. I, I think we need, can we get EC right. back on the show? It's playoffs. See ya. Come on. Whoa, you got to raise your game. You got to raise your game. That is true. And see it. Don't ever say that again. Yeah. Don't I ever just, say I that just, again. I'm embarrassed. Like I'm getting, I'm, <laughs> he's overshadowing me. This is too much. I, I understand that, but the hair thing, it's, it's close. It's like one, a one B, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be that embarrassed, but never asked to put EC back in Steve Scott's spot. Steve's in the chat for God's sake. What would you yeah, do that? Why Steve, would you do that Steve, to Steve? Because Steve's also too good. You understand yeah. like the, the whole theme. Oh, of this is, so you, yeah. you feel a little less than when Steve's here uh, and Patrick's here. I get it. It's not right. I get it. I get it. Now, <laughs> as fate would have it, <clears throat> guess what our next little segment is? It is what I like to call our bread and butter. And Patrick, I don't know if you want this to come up right now or not, but it is head to head. It's not head to head. It's not head to head, coach. It's my first round leader. See, you don't even care about my first round See, leaders anymore. You ruined anymore. my flow, and I forgot. What is uh, happening? What, what is going on? Not uh, only that, I have a worse number on Sam Burns. Like this is just <laughs> all piling up on me. We okay, are. So, what's going all, on here? <laughs> take Sam Burns at forty to one, not thirty-five to one. Obviously, for all the reasons that Patrick said, not me. Uh, and I'll just name three other guys as a formality because I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to take these, apparently. Uh, John Rahm at plus 1,800. Listen, I think John Rahm's going to win this tournament. I really do. I think his his season's been a little underwhelming over the last few. He has a recent missed cut. But if you look at his metrics, they're all really good. He can get hot with the putter. Weighted approach, weighted tee to green. It's still all inside the top three. So the game is there. And I'll go ahead and take a shorter on a, in a 70-person field. 
with so much talent at the top, I'll go ahead and take a shorter odds guy at plus 1,800 for first-round leaders. We mentioned Sam Burns, Seb Straka. He's a guy that can fill it up any given round, and he's really been dialed in. So I don't mind this number at 40 to 1. And then finally, I already mentioned Cam Davis. This guy can get hot any given round, just like Sepp Straka, just like Sam Burns, just like John Rahm. I think these are the prototypical first-round leaders. I think one of them is going to hit. I feel like I'm in the circus right now because my chair, I think, is broken, and I keep going lower and lower. And I sort of get you guys see me? I'm going lower. <laughs> like it's off the rails. I, I got to tell Oh. Okay, I can't. You can't make this up. Uh, by the way, Lori in the chat just said this. She says, uh, "On fire, cracking me up at work, and I'm trying not to laugh out loud too much." You guys are awesome, Lori. You're awesome, but be very quiet. Turn the computer down. Put the AirPods in. We don't want you getting in trouble. We don't want you getting in trouble. But you're right. We are awesome. We're very awesome. See, can I go? Can I go to that thing that I was so eloquently going into now? Can I do okay. that now? I'll okay. allow it. Thank you. So now, as I was saying, last week, I had to teach a little lesson. It's just what I simply had to do. But I didn't tout it all over Twitter. No. I didn't tout it all over X. No, it's not my style. I wait until the smallest audience of the week. Right here. What are you doing, Patrick? Oh, sorry. Why are you looking down? Why don't you look straight into the camera? Okay. Own it. Do you remember last week, Sia? When I tried to talk my good friend Patrick out of Chris Kirk as a viable option. I, I do remember that. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And at some point on Friday, they just showed something on PGA Tour Live. And all I know is he was plus six at that point. So I didn't even need to look at the rest of it. Mm -mm. So I apologize that I had to take some of the baby's formula away from Patrick McDonald. <laughs> <clears throat> but this week, I've seen the picks. We might have another issue. We might have another issue. All right. So it's time for a head-to-head -head matchups. And I believe so the flow looks correct. Patrick, I'm going to let you go first. Who do you like this week, sir? I like a lot. I, I got five matchups for you guys. The first will be Ricky Fowler, minus 130, over Matt Fitzpatrick. Fowler's been great. Seventh in total strokes gained over the last six months. He's top 15 to green approach around the green and putting Fitzpatrick. He has a nice history here, but really struggling, especially off the tee where he's lost four straight. That's not going to get the job done. So I'm going to lay the minus 130 uh, for Fowler and Scotty Scheffler. All right. Numero uno against world number three. I understand this was the last cut that Scotty Scheffler missed, but you look at any statistic that isn't putting. Scotty Scheffler is probably leading that. Uh, John Rahm, he's playing great golf, don't get me wrong, but he's a bit more liable to hit one or two more wayward drives. So I'm going to go with the world number one, uh, who's testing new putters this week over John Rahm. Russell Henley, minus 120 over JT Poston. Uh, two guys who contended last week, but I like Russell Henley's tee to green and ball striking acumen a bit more than Poston. The driver really wasn't that good. Uh, for posting last week was a little too wayward for my liking, especially on this golf course. Henley, the number one most accurate driver in this field. Cameron Young, minus 120 over Sepp Straka. I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. Cameron Young's just a better player than Sepp Straka. I don't think that's a hot take. Yes, Straka's coming off a nice fin win there at the John Deere, a nice finish at the Open Championship. Cameron Young was right in the mix at both of those tournaments as well. He's playing for a bit more. He's just barely inside the top 50. Long-term, uh, is around 49th in total strokes gained over the last six months. Cameron Young, 
25th. So I'm going to go with Young over Straka and then Cantley minus 110 over Victor Hovland. Cantley's having a great year. The win variance just hasn't gone his way. Statistically, it's the best uh, season of his career. This is a guy who's won three out of the last six FedEx Cup playoff events. Uh, when you go back to 2021, it's he, he loves a nice cash grab. Cantley does. Uh, each statistic ranks inside the top 15 from Tita Green. Just needs a little help with the putter. And Hovland, I think he could be in for a, you know, T25-ish finish, which uh, I think Cantley will pass him by. So here's the deal. I had a fifth head-to-head that I was going to send in. And it just happened to be Victor Hovland over Patrick Cantley. (laughs) I can't make this up. I can't make this up. And as I was doing all of my research, I went back and I looked at every single show that we've done. 30-some shows. And we've never, ever, ever had four head-to-heads that we disagreed on. Ever. I looked at every single one. So it begs the question, and see, I'd love to come in right now because – Having four that we disagree on, feel like we need to take it to a playoff level when hmm. it comes to a showdown. I just, I just don't know what to do. Do you have any suggestions, sir? I mean, you could have four showdowns. I, I don't know. Just something I just thought of. Crazy Wait, town. Did you say four showdowns? Four showdowns. Four. Hmm. Interesting. Well, what if we do this? <clears throat> what if we do four, and if one person goes perfect right oh boy perfect then what do you think i'm gonna say (laughs) then we add a little bonus play to it so it'd be an even five if it's four to four and what so that doesn't make any sense let's start over no 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 no. if you go four and oh you tack on an extra hundred five hundred to the one i love it but i don't want that hundred to go to you or i i want it to go what was the charity see that we uh, that we supported last week. What was that? That was uh, rachelsbears.org, which supports pediatric patients in hospitals with uh, teddy bears and children's books, things of that nature, things that can immediately put a smile on their face while they're uh, in the hospital. Yes, that one. So I want the extra 100 to go to that. And if I beat you like three and one and I win 200, all of mine is going to that this week. So it's all about the kids for me. It's all about the kids for me. So, uh, Four different showdowns, separate showdowns. Patrick McDonald, this is next level kind of stuff. Are you in or are you out? Look, Coach, I think it's very admirable of you to have all your money go towards the kids this this week, especially St. Jude week. I'm in the middle of a move, so I can't say that's going to be the same for me personally. Um, so I'm playing for myself. It's time to be selfish. And the train's in the background. It's humming. It's coming. Snake, play that music. Let's go! It's gonna be a showdown. Oh, it feels so good. So do be clear, for those of you who are brand new to the early wedge, and I know there's a lot of you out there, first of all, welcome. When we have a showdown, when we disagree, we don't make it a negative. We turn it into a positive because there's all kinds of reasons. I can see his four plays. I just like mine better. So JT Post has been on fire. Russell Henley, yes, he has too. I think Post is a little more consistent. Scheffler has not been putting at all. You heard Patrick say that he's testing out a new putter. Do I want to risk that? Mm Mm-mm. I'll take Rom, Brian Harmon, Tom Kim. You got to understand the reason I played him. Tom Kim has a very bad ankle. He pulled out last week of the Wyndham Championship. He did an interview on CBS. They asked him directly, how is your ankle? And he waited a couple seconds. He goes, eh, 
which means that he is nursing it round the clock. I'd rather take a healthy, open champion over a person who tied second, who I love very much, but he has a bum ankle. To me, how is this even plus 100? I can't even believe this is plus 100, to be honest with you. And then Sepp Straka, last year, right at the top, right at the top with Will Zalatoris. The man loves this golf course. And Cameron Young, yes, Patrick. Cameron Young's a better player sometimes, but not this week, big boy. Not this week. The first ever four-way showdown on the early wedge. I absolutely love it. See you, John. You're up. On the early wedge or the early edge, this has never happened before with Sportsline. This is an epic, epic moment. Okay, I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler, minus 135 over Jason Day. Uh, We've already sung the praises, Patrick, specifically of Ricky Fowler. I mean, he's been very good this year across the board. Jason Day, good last time out, but he's been very inconsistent, particularly on approach where you're going to need to have that here. So I'll ride that inconsistency to a win uh, with Ricky Fowler, minus 135. Lucas Glover, minus 110 over Lee Hodges. Listen, I've been touting both of these guys for the last few weeks i think they're both very good but lucas glover is better lucas glover is a better player than lee hodges he's been far more consistent he's hitting greens in regulation at a higher rate hodges is doing well in that department but glover's doing better the ball striking is there and we know that the putter can get very hot with lucas glover which we haven't been able to say before so i'm I'm surprised by this line i think it should be minus 135 minus 140 but it's not i'll take lucas glover and then finally coach you said it I saw that interview and and I didn't see it live. Admittedly, I actually went back and watched it just two hours ago because I really wanted to know. I I saw the quotes, but I wanted to hear him say it. I wanted to see what his body. I'm a poker player. World Series of Poker uh, main event casher, by the way. Don't worry about it. But I wanted to see his body language as he talked about his injury. He used the word hopefully twice. Now, it's very it is very clear he's going to play. And it's very clear his team basically said he said it himself to like suck it up. But when you use the word hopefully twice, it doesn't speak to you even being out on the range like that day or the day after. To me, I I think just mechanically he might have some problems, but I don't think he's going to withdraw. But I mean, I'm going to like I like Brian Harmon over him anyway. And so you give me two hopefully's on an ankle injury and I'm going to go ahead and ride that. I'm so glad you used the word withdraw because that's the other thing. Even if you don't want to bet this, well, think about this. I wouldn't bet the other way. I would bet Brian Harmon, would you not see it or nothing? Because what if he goes out and his ankle does flare up? That could happen. And if he pulls out six holes in, nine holes in, one day in, guess what happens for our tickets, see ya? Right. Tell the good people at home. What yeah, happens? he only has to play one hole. He, he plays the first hole in, in WDs just like any other matchup. Uh, you're going to cash your ticket. There you go. By the way, Lori, positive again. Love it, guys. She says, I work in healthcare. And wow, educate, entertain, and contribute. Let's go, coach. Clearly, she's talking about me and C as Patrick is being very selfish this week. And then Big Cheesy says, Coach, just talking about why his picks are better. I'm tailing Pat McDonald. He is heating up. Do any of us not talk about why our picks aren't better? (laughs) I mean, that's the whole point of being here. Damn, Big Cheesy. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm feeling good today. I'm having a hell of a good time. Hopefully, you all are too. Now, next up as the snake is always all over it. These be very careful. Maybe not a full unit. Maybe chop them up just a little bit. Finishing can turn into a T20 in a very bunched-up leaderboard like we've had the last couple of weeks. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to fall out of a cash. So be very, very careful. Counselor, let's come to you. 
Yeah, well, let's start with uh, Lucas Glover, a guy I just talked about at plus 100. Listen, he's just been locked in. And I do think it's interesting to note what Patrick said earlier about Lucas Glover, that he went from basically triple digits or whatever it was in, in the high 70s or 80s in terms of the FedEx rankings to 49th. So he has to like he has to play really well just to obviously like maintain that position and make the BMW championship. And, and I, I do think that matters because he's coming off a win. If, if he wasn't coming off a win, I wouldn't even be going down narrative street here, but he's coming off a win. So I think a lot of people will say, well, he's coming off a win. There's probably, it's probably a letdown moment. Well, when you know you're 49th, there's no letdown there. You have to stay with the same sort of poise. And I think Lucas Glover is going to do that. I like plus 100. And then Cam Davis, I've already talked about him. Honestly, I think he's the type of guy that has the upside to top 15 this tournament, maybe even top 10. So I'll take him at the top 30 at plus 100. And Steve Scott, to back you up in the chat, just something said something very, very important. He says this, again, keep in mind the players are playing all four rounds. Bum ankle for four rounds will be tough. The flip side of that is also for Lucas Glover. A lot of times, the hardest thing to do in golf is to repeat and play well two weeks in a row. That's not been the case for Lucas Glover. Yeah, he hasn't won a bunch, but look at all of his finishes this summer. It's like T4, T6, T8. And yes, he may struggle a little bit on Thursday, but he's got four days to get that energy back going. And with only 70 guys, a top 30, Lucas Glover only has to beat 40 other guys. For my top 20, he's only got to beat 50 other guys. And then Brian Harmon, top 10, he's been on fire, played well here a year ago at plus 320. Now, I'm sure you're asking yourself at home, how come I don't see Rory, Rom, Scheffler, any of these guys in your finishing positions? Go to your sports book. Look at the odds. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler for a top 10, I believe, is minus 150, or a top 20 is minus 150. You can't play minus 150 in this particular thing. You will go broke if you're playing minus 150s routinely week in and week out. This is different. And you've got to listen to my guys. This is a different week. Only 70 players. All right. <clears throat> now, it is always fun when you get to the end of a tournament and you can predict that winner. We've been very, very close this summer. Haven't hit one in a while. But I think this week could be our week. But before we do that, we got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's another word from one of our incredible partners. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 2006, your boy entered a World Series of Poker tournament just to say that I could do it. 1,500 over 2,000 players. 22 minutes in, pocket aces get beat by pocket fours, four on the river. <clears throat> bye bye. Met my now ex wife that night at the club, which I wouldn't have been there if I wouldn't have gotten knocked out. And I have two beautiful kids from that marriage. <laughs> so it all came out 
moderately well. <laughs> you did say I did say ex-wife. So there you go. All right. Now <clears throat> I love picking a winner. We all love winning, but it's very, very difficult to do. So Patrick McDonald, I'm coming to you. And as I look at my notes, I actually like really like two of your three picks this week. That's unusual for me. That's unusual for me. You're up. Yeah, you know, it's a give and take relationship we have, coach, right? We can't just be going at each other's necks the entire time. We got to, <laughs> you true. know, That's true. find some common ground. So That's true. I-, I love Colin Morikawa this week at 22 to 1. You think about TPC Southwind and what it demands from players. It's really put the ball in the fairway. You're going to have something between 150 and 175 yards more times than not. And when that comes to mind, it's Colin Morikawa. Finished T5 here. The train agrees. So I love him this week. The putter, like Sia said, is coming back. Sam Burns, 35-1. to 1. It's just really I, – I, I, the metrics don't really back it up, in my opinion, but he's a momentum player, kind of like we said last week mm-hmm. about a Billy Horschel. He's coming off a T14 at Sedgefield Country Club. He loves this golf course. He's played well here before. He missed a three-footer in the playoff to Abraham Answer. He easily could have extended that one uh, and potentially won, so I like him. And Tony Fino, when you pan out last six months – 10th and tee to green, 5th in approach, 13th around the green. He was T5 last year. He heated up around this time last year. He has a ton on the line with the Ryder Cup. He's 10th in the FedEx Cup points, so he could make his way up that as well. But I think he's really looking to roam in the U.S. team. And if he puts together a strong playoff stretch, he's going to make it really difficult for Zach Johnson to leave him off that team. So many different ways that players are entering this week's tournament. So many different things going through their minds. I'm glad you pointed that out. Quickly, Jeff has a question for Sia. Do you like Sam Burns over Jason Day in a tournament matchup? It's a lean for me. The problem with Sam Burns is while I'm happy to ride his upside in DFS and and maybe as an outright ticket, I do think he has some downside too, whereas I think Jason Day could be a little bit more steady. With that said, the approach play is has been better with Sam Burns. So, I mean, I, I, it's a lean, but it's not an official play that I would make. All right. I'll be very, very quick. I love Tony Finau. All the same reasons. When it's a competitive, really competitive tournament, Tony Finau loves to step up. And Seth Straka, just look what he did a year ago. And then this year, he's been even better. So I like Sep to step it up. And at this number, plus 5,000, I can really sink my teeth into that. I can't wrap my head around plus 900 or plus 850 for Rory and Scheffler. I just can't do that. Even if you win, the risk is just too high. It's just there's no value at less than plus 1,000. Now, as always, C is always educating us. He's the smartest guy in the room almost every single time. And what he's done this week in the winner's market, very, very smart. Enlighten us. Well, real quick, I mean, I, I do agree with you about the plus 1,000 thing. I think Ron was close enough to that for me to justify it. You, you all know that I've watched this show. I, this might be the first time I back somebody at, at, at triple digits instead of the, the four or five digits that we're accustomed to seeing. But I do think John Rom slipping to plus 900 versus what we see with Scotty and Roy, which is in that plus 650, plus 800, 850 margin. So I'm going to go ahead and take John Rom. Listen, again, weighted approach, weighted T to green, just the way he's been playing. He did have that miscut, I believe, at the Travelers, but open championship looked good. Uh, I just think John Rahm is ready to kind of put himself back into the conversation uh, officially with uh, Rory and with Scotty Scheffler. So I like him at plus 900. Terrell Hatton, another guy we already talked about, really like the ball striking and his ability to get hot. 
specifically knowing he has four rounds, I think this could be a signature win moment. But honestly, of those 2,200 guys, it's Colin Morikawa that I like the best. And I'm glad we have relative agreement on him. He seems, even though he hasn't won in a while, he seems like a very, very good course fit. And I do think the ball striking paired with the putting, it's just like the right time to be taking Colin Morikawa, especially because it does look like he has fixed the putter. The two things I just want to point out that you see on the screen, this looks like a this looks like a boat. This looks like the love boat. I love these picks. <laughs> looks like we're going to cruise to victory. And I, I just want to point out on DraftKings and maybe some other books, you actually have the option of choosing the winner without Rory and Scheffler. So again, this is not at every book, but the good news here is I already have Hatton and Morikawa's plays. My thought here is on DraftKings, for example, you can just take Rory and Scheffler out of it. This is an option and you're only losing two points for each Hatton, for each of Hatton and Morikawa. So instead of 22 to one, you get 20 to one and you don't have to worry about Scheffler or Rory winning because if they win, they're taken out of this equation. So something to consider at 20 to one if it's being offered. But again, just as 22 to one, I like both of them. That is some hashtag next level capping right there. Can you imagine if Morikawa finishes third behind Rory and Scheffler or something of that nature? That would be incredible. That would be and very possible too. Like very possible, right? Yeah. 100%. Thank you to Steve Scott in the chat. He's been answering amazing questions this entire show. Thank you, Steve, very much. I know he's on his layover to an assignment uh, right now. So we have arrived at the final segment of the show. If you are new to the early wedge, Again, thank you for showing up. We want you to be a member, and we want you to be a member today. Now, before I get to the long shots, if you are not a member, I'm going to do you a solid because we want you from now on. I'm going to give you 60% off, 60% off your next three months of Sportsline. All you got to do, use a promo code COACH. And you get the three months for 60% off. Then after that, you'll be playing with house money all the way into the NFL season in November. Only if you're not a Sportsline member. Let's grow. Let's grow. Now, this segment, it could be anything. It could be anything. A really high number for a winner. It could be a top five EC parlay from DraftKings. It could be anything. So, as I look at my notes, seeing Ajad, you have one name and one name only. Talk to me. Yeah, I have one name for each of the uh, first-round leader and outright markets. So we'll see the graphic, make sure it's on there. But Cam Davis as an outright uh, at 80-1, to 1, listen, it's a long shot in a, in a big, big way. But I, I do think Cam Davis is the type of player – that he's on a certain trajectory that I don't think we've seen the peak of yet. And he's the type of player we've seen contend and win before. So if he's really back and if he's on continuing to be on an upward trajectory, I do think he could potentially be in the conversation on Sunday afternoon. And then the first round leader, you know, listen, Andrew Putnam, like he's finishing positions on this course have been so good. And, and it's something like Rick says, I think strokes gain magic beans. Like, I don't know what he's figured out. Granted his approach play and putting are pretty good, but he's figured something out. So while I don't think he can win this tournament, I think as a first round leader, long shot, you know, I had the four in the main part of the first round leader segment. I think if you wanted to sprinkle on Andrew Putnam because of his history here, plus 7,000, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it either. But by the way, I, I hate giving big cheesy credit, but he just had the line of the day. He just said, <laughs> where did it go? He says, you get 80% off using <laughs> EC's promo word almost. <laughs> that great. is very, very funny. That is very, very funny. And what's funny is that EC is actually in charge of those promos for us. <laughs> so he can actually do that. He can actually do that. He is. He is. All right. Now, this is something I found. Now, you know this. I like to throw in an EC parlay every single week. Now, it's fun. So, um, 
at plus 11,000. Sunjay, he played decent last week. Almost hold out at 18 twice. His approach hit the hole, and then his putt hit the hole on the same hole. But if these two finish in the top five, and JT Poston has been there almost every single week the last three or four weeks, if you put those two together and they both finish top five, plus 11,000. Found that on DraftKings. Go and look for yourself. So to me, that's worth, definitely worth a little sprinkle. Now, Patrick McDonald, you decide to go with the man who wears not one glove, but two. Tell me why. Yeah, not Tommy two gloves, but Aaron Rye, 125 to one. And first, I just got a co-sign. See as Andrew Putnam play. I love Andrew Putnam. Loved him last week. Still love him this week. So 71. I'm all on board with that. But I'm going with Aaron Rye. He just fits the kind of the statistical profile I'm really looking at this week. Very accurate off the tee. The iron play is fantastic. Can he win this tournament? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But at 125, I think it's worth just a small, small little sprinkle there. All right. Very, very good. You've got a lot of different ways to attack the FedEx St. Jude Championship. As always, every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will have round-by-round picks on the early edge so you can get a little sweat going individually as well. But you guys know that we like to end every single one of our shows asking my guys, what's the number one most important thing they're looking forward to this week? You can use this knowledge for this week or moving into the rest of the playoffs. Patrick McDonald, let's start with you. It's hard not to look at that top 50 bubble with everything that's on the line. Like Sia said, Lucas Glover, 49th, still has to play very well this week in order to get into the Tour Championship and even remain inside the top 50. Someone on the outside looking in is someone like Hideki Matsuyama. Yes, he's had a very consistent season, but just not good enough. And then other other bubble, the top 30. Jordan Spieth outside of it. Matt Fitzpatrick outside of it. There's a lot of big names with a lot of work to do, and it starts this week. All right. See you. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm looking at some of those same big names. He mentioned it. Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, and even Patrick Cantlay. Uh, some of these guys have just really been silent over the last few months, and I'm just waiting to see if they finally emerge what, because it's playoff time, because it's the end of the season. And I'm hoping that's the case, but I got to be honest, I'm also really focused on the top three. We didn't talk much about Roy. We talked a lot about Rom and a lot about Scotty. Is Rom going to contend this week? And is Scotty's putter going to be a thing that's a positive for him? If it is, and if he catches momentum day one, watch out because then he's he's going to at least psychologically think he might have that putter issue solved and he might run away with this thing. And remember, that leads right into what I'm looking for the most because this week, just so all of you know, all the FedEx Cup points are quadrupled, 2,000 points to the winner. So if you get in and you have a really good week, you can certainly jump up. But the game within the games, as the guys have been talking about, getting into that top 50 for a lot of players, not named Scheffler, Rory, or Rom, that's very, very, very important. It's not just about getting into that top 30. So see who's trending. See who's playing well. See who plays good in heat and really take some notes. Take some notes so you can understand moving into the BMW Championship just exactly who you want to play because ultimately it's your decision at home. Another really great show, and we can't do it without all of you in the chat, all of you asking the questions, and another big thank you to Steve Scott for taking time out on his layover to always participate and be the fourth member of the crew. So with all that being said, it's time to get down to business. Do not forget, for those of you watching live, early edge and five, top of the hour with amazing grace and that entire crew. 
Now, there's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these early wedge tickets straight to the pay window. My entire crew, Lobo, Patrick McDonald, the counselor, the snake always on the ones and the twos. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about at the early edge, but also right here at the early wedge. Good luck.